With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Short, pinched, Merrick of right to it. Well, we always go on short to Bolter, and Merrick has picked their pocket. Absolutely picked his pocket, didn't it? Really casual as he plays on. And just gets it home. It's almost been a free kick. It's coming out to Long. He kicks the goal. And he's happy, the young fella. Now along with the goal. His fifth goal, and he's happy. Yes, West Coast getting more competitive, I think, than they have been for much of the year, but still 38 points short of Richmond at Optus Stadium on Sunday. We're coming to you live from the Toolkit Depot studio. You can shop winter at TKD. And, of course, as always, brought to you by Isuzu Utes. Live your own way in the Isuzu D-Max. And right now on the show, thanks to Isuzu Utes, West Coast Football Operations Manager Gavin Bell joins us. Gavin, welcome. Good morning, Duff, and good morning to your listeners. Mate, interesting one off the top. Sam McClure reporting on his tradies podcast over in Melbourne that Harley Reid does not want to come to Western Australia and has made West Coast aware of that. Now, he is the nominal uh, player for the number one draft pick. Obviously, there are other options. Um, Are you aware of any talk between Harley Reid or his management and the club suggesting that he would prefer not to be drafted here? Uh, no, I'm not, Duff. We, um, now that the state championships are finished, um, our recruiting team is um, going back through all their assessments of the players. Um, we're starting to uh, frame up our our list as we do our draft board list and, um, we've, and the communication between agents and players has begun and, and we've had no indication from any players of a, a lack of willingness to want to come to our football club. What would be the club's response if you did get that directly or even if you heard it indirectly? Um, well, I mean, we, we want to um, bring in the best available talent with, with the picks that we have. So we would work our way through a process. Um, there's, there's interviews to do. There's conversations with agents that happen with all, with all those players. Um, there's the draft combine and so on. So there's a lot of work to do before we, we make our selections and we would stick to our process and work through there. Is the possibility, and this has been flagged a bit over the last couple of weeks, is the possibility that someone like Tom Barris could be traded out to give you a second top 10 pick, which would ease the pressure on having to split the number one pick if you got it? Is that any sort of consideration for you or is that uh, pie in the sky? Well, we've had no discussions about trading anyone in particular out of our out of our squad at the moment, Duff. Um, again, all those decisions, whether it's draft or trade, it really depends upon uh, who other clubs are interested in and what the offer is, and we make the decision that's best for our football club. So, but we've had no uh, internal discussions about moving any of our players at this stage. If that was a possibility, would those discussions have started yet or would you expect them to take place a little bit further down the track? 
Uh, I don't know, actually, um, Duff. I don't know when those discussions um, start, having been in this role now for sort of seven or eight months. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, I've had no indication from uh, players from uh, in our list management committee. We've had no indication that, that there's um, people looking to leave or people trying to take our players at this stage. With just getting back to the Harley Reid thing, Gavin, is is it a bit of a thing, particularly with kids coming out of Victoria that, and particularly the Vic Metro kids, has it become a little bit of a thing where they drop these subtle hints that maybe they prefer not to go? We saw it with Archie Perkins and it became a very public thing just a couple of years ago. Um, and I think Adam Chera, there might have even been a little bit of that when Fremantle took him in the draft as well. Is that prevalent or common or even just an occasional occurrence in the AFL draft system? Uh, I'm sure there's some players that would be reluctant to leave and it's a big step when having a 19-year-old um, myself and, um, you know, thinking of them packing up and moving to the other side of the country would would be um, would be difficult, to be honest. Um, but I do know that once um, our players have got here and in my um, sort of 15 years at the footy club, that there hasn't been a huge amount of guys that have come here and that have wanted to go straight back home. So even as an example, we went to the Tottenham and um, West Ham game last night and sitting in front of me is two West Australians, Oscar, Allen and, and Rhett Bazo, with two Victorian boys, Noah Long from Big Country and Jack Petricelli from Big Metro, enjoying and watching sport together and, um, you know, they're forming close bonds. And, uh, yeah, we, we haven't had too many of those issues in the past, um, so we want to back ourselves in and we'll pick the best available player that we can. How's the club tracking now, you think, Gavin? It feels like things are steadied a little bit, um a couple of weeks on from that 171-point loss to Sydney? Yeah, I think we've had... Um, we're sort of getting a, a better blend of, of a team together, Duff, with some experienced players coming back and, and slowly building some form and some synergy with our younger guys. Um, so, yeah, we've been we've been competitive and strong in our home games and our, our fans at home games have, have really helped that. They've been um, unbelievable, to be honest. And um, we've had some difficulties on the road and we uh, face a tough team this week in Carlton. So, um, you know, we're, we're certainly not patting ourselves on the back because we're starting to improve. We've got a lot of work to do to become the team we want to become. Um, we're, we're not close to that at the moment, but we do have a plan and um, it's going to take a little bit of time. But, um, yeah, we're, we're starting to see some improvement in the areas that we're chasing, the things we've talked about around contest and transition. But there's some areas that we, uh, a lot of areas that we really need to improve and um, that's going to be a challenge this week against the Blues. It felt like there was sort of some, uh, I guess, as um, Adam referred to a few weeks ago, an identity very much in the embryonic stage, but but starting to emerge in the game against Richmond. If you take out the the five minutes on the back half of um, half time when they kick four goals in very quick succession, it felt like for a, a long period of the game, you played the game the way your fans would like to see you play it, and and it looked like a sustainable brand. Yeah, you're right, Duff. The sort of five minutes, ten minutes either side of half time um, sort of really did blow the scoreboard out, and. Um, yeah, we, we wanted to play an honest brand of football and we wanted to start trying to do that last year. Um, circumstances made that difficult last year. Um, we're slowly building um, into that um, that new style that we're after around the contest and transition and trying to really build on that. Um, 
and yeah, that, that's where the modern game is at. That's where we need to get better at as well. And um, the small steps forward, but the key for us is can we become consistent with um, our effort and intensity and um, our ability to do that because the game is becoming more and more taxing and demanding and um, you know, even the volume of injuries that we got from the weekend or collision-based injuries shows the, the uh, fierce nature of what AFL football is. So a few absentees at your training session yesterday. Uh, Tom Barris, Jeremy McGovern and Tom Cole didn't train, I'm told. Um, how are they in terms of facing Carlton this week? Uh, yeah, so Tommy, Tommy um, Barris, is, um, he sort of got flipped and uh, ended upside down, um, which was a little bit frightening in front of us because uh, involving neck and so on. But, um, yeah, he's sore from that. So, um, But, he, you know, we're expecting him to play. Um, I think you asked about Gov then. Gov, yep. um, he, he got through uh, in the game. He was cleared with his um, head, in, uh, head assessment and then concussion test. He got through those, got through those post-game. But uh, then when he came back in and part of the protocols is to be reassessed the following day because of the delayed concussion, that's quite common. Um, yeah, he, he won't play this weekend. He's um, now into the, the concussion protocol, so he, he'll be out. Uh, Tommy Cole, uh, yeah, he's management. We're just managing him as he, as he returns um, from significant layoff of the last 18 months. So, no, those guys... Um, I'm expecting two of two of the three. Um, I'm expecting to play. So, was the McGovern concussion a result of the Marlon Pickett bump off the ball? Uh, no, I think it was the very first incident. Well, actually, I don't know because it's delayed. I suppose that's probably the best way to answer that. Yep. He was um, went through the protocols and the testing after he got clipped by. I think it was Len Duggan's boot in a contest in the first. Four or five minutes of the game. Oh yes, yes. Um, but uh, yeah, so when he went down for that test, uh, he passed that, um, and then, like I said, passed post game, passed all the testing that they need to do. But then awoke with um, yeah, sort of delayed symptoms. Um, Shannon Hearn and Luke Shuey, the last time they had a big effort in a home game, they weren't able to get up for the next game. How are they tracking in terms of being available to face the Blues? Yeah, at this stage, um, we've got main training this morning. Um, they've certainly pulled up better than they did um, after the Saints, um, the Saints game. So, yeah, at this stage, um, we're expecting them to play. Um, all things going well today at training. Yeah, we're expecting both guys to be there. And can you give us an update on Elliot Yo? Where's he at and um, how long until he's back playing? Yeah, hoping uh, Yo will be back in the next uh, next couple of weeks. He's uh, making some progress. He's building, he's building his way through his rehab. Um, we need to make sure that he's ticked all of the boxes so that when he returns, he he gets some continuity for the last uh, month or so of footy duff. So that's our plan at this stage. Um, he's on track, and um, yeah, hoping to see see him back out there soon. How important is it for someone like Elliot, who's been pretty much injury affected for four seasons now, that he gets some footy in in the back half of the season that takes him into the next preseason? 
Uh, I think it is important if we can do that, um, and at the same time weighing up the the risk. So if he's all of a sudden he's right for the very last game, then we need to make sure he's done everything he can. But um, yeah, ideally he'll play um, a number of games before the season finishes, which will help set him up, and and then we need to have a really good look at his um, his training program in the off season to give him the best chance to have a solid a solid summer with us and set himself up to return to being a consi- consistently high performer he has been for us in the past. Potentially, Gavin, does the club face the prospect of having to put three, four, or even five of your, your older players on specialised and, and very specially managed programs to try and get better durability from them after the two years you've had? Uh, I think it's probably broader than that, um, Duff. I think across our, our across our playing group, we need to um, continue to individualise the off-season program and the pre-season. Uh, there are some guys that have got some some history with injuries, um, a number of them. So we need to make sure we're trying to build as robust and as durable group as we can. Um, and yeah, that will take some individualised work and planning, and accessing um, consultants or all the expertise outside the place if we need to to, to give us the best chance to um, have these guys uh, fit and ready to go for when we start pre-season. Is there a feeling that this is an area that maybe the club has been a little bit off the pace on, that, that you haven't individualised enough for, for particular players and that you've suffered as a result of that? Uh, no, we've, we've had um, individualised programs uh, for a long time. Um, and then last year, given that of the health of the group, we really needed to focus on on returning that health, given how uh, unwell we were during 2022. So uh, we had a bit more of a collective program because a lot of guys were in... Um, weren't in, weren't in great health by the time the season had finished with all the COVID and so on. So we went after a program last year. We felt like it got us into a good position for the start of the season, um, but then our injuries have, have sort of kicked in. So we um, yeah, we need to always review our programs. We need to keep trying to evolve them and continuously improve them. So um, we've got some, uh, some work to do and some thinking to do and some consulting to do to give ourselves the, uh, the best chance to have a, a strong summer and start to work our way up the ladder. Tell us about where you're at with Nick Natanui. What stage of his rehab is he um, at and, and how will you manage that? And if there is to be a decision taken on Nick at some point, when is that decision likely to be? We're still hopeful that Nick um, will return to playing AFL football. Um, at the moment, uh, the surgery that he's had is um, it's a very complex one. Um, it's a long time to uh, heal and recover. Uh, he's still on crutches and still in a boot. Um, in terms of where he's at right now, they were just adjust, they're just adjusting the, um, the range within the boot that his, his foot and uh, Achilles and so on can take. So very, very early days for Nick, uh, a long process in front of him. I'm really hoping to see, to see Nick play um, again for us in, in, in 2024. When would you see him train according to the rehab schedule, um, Gavin? How, how far away is that? Um, I couldn't give you an exact date, Duff, but it, it's, it's a, period, a fair period of time. Okay, so not before the end of the playing season and maybe not even before they start pre-season again for next season? Is that is that a fair ballpark? Uh, well, I don't know about the second aspect. He, he won't be training out on the track. Um, I, can't, I wouldn't envisage... Uh, this season, no. How far 
far out it is, I don't know, to be honest. Are you able to explain the nature of the surgery? What, what exactly did you have done? Um, well, I mean, again, just in, in a broad sense, basically uh, we weren't making the progress that we would have liked. Um, we continued to, to look into um, and review his Achilles and where it was at, and, and then basically he had a rupture there, so they needed to... Um, to fix that up and work through it, but it wasn't um, as the as the case at this stage of or this time of, of footy. There's um, the injuries can be quite severe, so he's had um, yeah, uh, some major surgery done, which is going to take time. So is that a partial rupture, or was it completely gone? Uh, I'd be be remiss of me to try and um, to guess that 100 percent stuff. Um, it sort of happened a while ago. We're just moving. We're more focused in now on getting the rehab right, making sure he's healing as well as we can, and that he's got the support around him. Now, how confident are you going over there to play the Blues? They're in pretty good nick, and they will be playing Marvel Stadium pretty well. Yeah, they've been um, playing some really good footy with the. Um, in the last month, I suppose, um, their game is really built off contest and pressure. There are areas that we want to improve um, as well. So, yeah, look, it's going to be a, a, a good challenge for us. Um, we want to give a much greater effort and performance than we had the last few games on the road. So looking to do that. And, um, yeah, but they're going to be a tough because they've been playing some, some really good footy and um, they're in good form. Thanks so much for joining us on the show today, Gavin. Thanks for answering uh, the questions we put to you and uh, good luck with the Blues at Marvel Stadium this weekend. Thanks a lot, Duff. Gavin Bell, he's the football operations manager at the West Coast Eagles. They go to play Carlton at Marvel Stadium this weekend. We're coming to you live from the Toolkit Depot studio. Don't forget to shop winter at TKD. And as always, thanks to Isuzu Utes for bringing us the show today. You can live your own way in the Isuzu D-Max. We'll be back after the break.